Welcome to the One O'ahu Podcast. I'm Brandi Higa, and today is Thursday, August 17th, 2023. And we're joined this week by the new director designate for the city's Department of Enterprise Services, Dita Hollyfield. Dita, welcome to the city first. Congratulations to, and three, thank you for making some time for us, because I assume these first few weeks have probably been quite a whirlwind. The word that I'm using is waterboarded. That <laughs> is basically how it feels. But what an exciting time in the city and in, in entertainment and the zoo and the golf. You know, we're coming out of a the pandemic. It was really a trying time, but we had some great strides financially last year. I looked over some of the budgets and the percentages. And so I am excited for all the people in Hawaii to re-experience all the great things that the Department of Enterprise Price services has to offer. I like that you said entertainment because for those who maybe don't know you, and I'm not sure there, there's maybe maybe five people on this <laughs> island who don't know you, but for those who don't know who you are, tell us a little bit about where you came from and your background. Well, I was sharing with my leadership team here at the department is that I feel like all the crazy things that I've done in my past life have come full circle to what I do, I'm doing for a living now. And I've been, you know, alive entertainment. I've emceed. I've produced three of the largest ticketed events in the state from the monster truck was 91,000. I had over the nine years at the rodeo, it's over 100,000. And last summer I did the air show, which was over 100,000. So from big to small, I've done it all. So it's exciting to bring my experience and my enthusiasm and my entrepreneurial spirit here to the city. I'm gonna rock this. Dita, yeah, your energy is really, I'm catching it right here from where I'm sitting and I'm a few feet away from you. But how does that translate? Like, what do you expect to pull from your background and use here in this department? One of the things that I'm the most excited about is because I've been a boots on the ground, um, I've, I've put up pipe and drape at the Blaisdell. I've served mashed potatoes at behind the scenes at a, at a concert. I've done every piece of it. So when I ask our teams to do things, I understand what they're going through. I have literally been that person mm -hmm. and that makes it very exciting. I've also been a promoter. So when we're reaching out or we're getting the calls, I understand their side of the story. I understand what it's like to be self-funded and how every little thing counts. And I think I can bring an empathy and some best practices to the table. So I, I'm just really excited and then all of the things I've worked in budgets and digital and marketing and media through my 17 years of broadcasting on the radio and as well as been on the air. Mm -hmm. So everything that is kind of asked for me to do so far, I do have a, a fantastic um, deputy, Tracy Gobota. So all the things that I don't know how to do, I'm going to lean on her to teach me and to you know lead me down the path. Yeah, you talked about your previous experience and those big shows that you put on, but jumping to local government, what went into that decision? Because local government, you know, there's a lot of bureaucracy. People talk about, you know, just how slow things happen or how slow it takes for something to be improved or repaired. But you made that jump. You chose to take this on. I did. I mean, one of the, the reasons is because of Mayor. Rick Langiardi is my hero in media. And to see him bring his new style and energy to the city, who wouldn't want to be on that team? So that was the number one reason. But the number two reason is just... I wanted a different challenge. I want to be able, because I can put the rodeo on, but I want to do more than just that. I really want to make a difference in customer service, and I want to bring entertainment for all the people of the islands. And what a better way to do that than in this seat. And 
I like to solve problems. So I'm looking forward to speeding up certain processes, as you alluded to, but also understanding why and sharing those messages. When it comes to accepting the position, I know that must have been a pretty exciting call. The mayor calls you and says, you know what, you're it. We want you. I want you on my cabinet. What was that call like? And then what was it like to tell your friends and family? So I love that you asked that because literally I hung up first. I cried (laughs) tears of joy. That was for sure. I call my family right after and they're just so happy for me. And hopefully, you know, that I'm just going to do a tremendous job. And then it was hard to tell my family at the Salem Media Group because at Salem, um, 17 years, I started as an on-air talent. Like that was my job. I was just the morning girl on on the country radio station and worked hard and tried to help them excel. But I shared with them, I've, I've been a leader for them and they can take what they learned from me and take it to the next level as I exited. Dita, kind of the news of the week, the news of the month, and this will be the news of the next few years to come. It's pretty sombering news, but what's happening on Maui? And I know that as the director for the Department of Enterprise Services, it is now your kuleana to take care of the Blaisdell, the Waikiki Shell, and folks are reaching out to you to see what they can do when it comes to benefits, um, fundraising concerts. What does it mean to you to now have the ability, we're not on Maui, but you have the ability to kind of help in that way and just your reaction to what you're seeing? So I'd like to answer, first of all, is that I have a huge heart for Maui. I have been involved with Maui since I started. And when there wasn't a country radio station, I would be singing in Maui forever and been involved in the parades and the rodeos. So I have a footprint over there, first of all. So my heart goes out to everybody and all the tragic things. Now I feel like I'm in a position to say yes, help these people in any way that we can. We have had already a tremendous outpouring of people that want to jump in and raise money. So we're going to look at all the opportunities and do the best job we can to get those efforts and turn that into relief for the people of of Maui. And not just the properties. Of course, we also have the golf courses, the Honolulu Zoo, all of the concessions. Um, What are your priorities as you step into this role to lead this department? So my first priority is to really just understand systems and best practices. Second of all is to really get under the hood with all of the people that are leadership team, support them, let them know I do have experience, although I'm new at this job and I want to be a yes person. I want to help from the bottom to the top. And um, that's really my first job is to really learn how the job works and to try to bring people, bring the private sector and us together and see what we can do for our community. That's worked in in one example that I can think of, specifically with golf courses. Um, What is your vision there? Have you gotten to get up to speed with with our golf courses? And and if you can explain that. So I got, um, I think we were there about two hours. I didn't want to leave at the LOI. I enjoyed that team. What a... Uh, you know, we have young and seasoned people on our mm-hmm. leadership team, but the Alawai golf course is definitely skewed on the young side. They're exciting. They're fun. Um, the leader, Jordan, he actually comes from um, playing at the Alawai. So he's like me. He's been a boots on the ground and mm-hmm. he's, um, you know, he graduated from from that, that <laughs> yeah. course. So they have great ex- ideas. We have the Mayor's Cup coming up soon. So we're looking at ways to improve the service. Um, but we have some great concessionaires already mm-hmm. in place and big ideas on how to really take it to another level. What about the Waikiki shell? There was a story recently in the news about, you know, 
innovative ways to keep away birds, but that is such an iconic space. What do you think is the best use for, for that space? So I was really proud of the team because what happens when there's not enough events, that's where the live collection, the nesting starts mm -hmm. to happen. So loving on those birds, our team came up with some of the most creative ideas <laughs> I've ever seen. I turned around, I thought for a second it was a car dealership lot. You know how they had the feather giant inflatables <laughs> to try to really yeah. sensitively ask them to leave if you say. <laughs> so yeah. I, I just, we have such a heart for the environment and the Aina that I was super proud of the innovative and creative ways. And then I think we're going to be booking out the shell so much, we're not gonna have those problems. So I look forward to some of the exciting partnerships and ideas and people that wanna come out there and bring big events. That's exciting to hear. And then, we're sitting in the Neil S. Blaisdell Center as we record this podcast. There's a lot of construction slated, but how do you kind of juggle making sure that the contractors and the workers have enough time, have enough space for these much needed repairs, but still being able to utilize and be able to put on a show? Basically, the show must go on for the, for the audience and for the visitors here to Oahu. So I assure everybody that our leadership team is the art of the deal. Mm -hmm. They literally, we have spreadsheets and numbers, we're looking at calendars. We are gonna do the very best that we can to have minimum downtime, but we are involved with some aging facilities and things. So we have to balance those challenges, but also open up for the community. We want to say yes to the people that want to use our facilities. So I'm very proud of our team. We That is one of our most important um, challenges and priorities that we have ahead of us. It must be exciting to come to work every day though here at the Blaisdell because I remember coming here for concerts, for comedy shows. Um, what's your favorite memory here where you work at the Blaisdell? So first of all, I want to address that the first day that I came, I, I guess I just can't stop crying. I'm so excited about this job. <laughs> I literally sat out by the fountain and just, I started to cry. Like I remember moving here in nineties and thinking I would never think I could be involved in this entertainment business. And I'm just so blessed and honored and humbled by the opportunity. But I remember opening for Miranda Lambert and Florida Georgia Line and emceeing Garth Brooks. And I just can't believe that I have the opportunity to take this experience and, and just really make this place sparkle. Of course, also under your wings now is the Honolulu Zoo. Yeah. Probably my favorite space. <laughs> um, but when it comes to maintaining things like accreditation, improving the visitor experience, what's your approach to the Honolulu Zoo? So I do have a lot of experience with live collections, and that is more in the rodeo world mm -hmm, with cattle. Right. But it's the same thing. They're just different animals. And I've, I've, I feed and, and, and capture and, and keep um, you know that moving for the end result, which are rodeos. A lot of the staff I know. So I know them through the live collection partnerships yeah. and privatization, and I've been involved with veterinarians and things. Um, so I feel confident that I'm, I have the heart for that, but it's a very complex process. Right. I mean, the care of animals and the, the people that work there. I mean, 
they are saints. Like they have the greatest leadership team there that really do care about the animals and care about the community so that we have a wonderful place for our visitors to come and and you know some of these kids like the lion that's my favorite the like they've never seen a lion and to be able to offer that is you can't put a price tag on that so it's just so exciting i'm certain we have the right people in place we just need to make sure, especially through the accreditation process, I will say again, Tracy Kubota, she really single-handedly with the leadership team made sure we were back in compliance. And that's it's a feat that is, people don't even understand the complexity and the patience mm -hmm. of the longevity. So I'm super excited to just pop in and hopefully they let me hang out with them because they're so good without me already. I, I trust you that. And did you just admit that the lion is your favorite? I did. I know I'm not supposed to say that. <laughs> you have a favorite. Why, why the lion? So I grew up in uh, Nigeria, in Africa. So Whoa. I know. So when I was, four, I think I was th three, three, four, five, and six. So uh, my family was stationed there and we lived on the embassy. And so I was around like, like African collections my whole life. My, I have pictures of all crazy kind of things. So I have affiliation for that so it was just so impressive for me to see the lion here in Honolulu and thriving because it brought such fond memories and I'm so pleased I mean we have rhinoceroses and giraffes and elephants and just please come down and see what we do out there it's such a wonderful memories that you can create for your families concessions another part of your department and that's that's a tough one because you often feel like there's there's so many players so many stakeholders and then of course you want the concessionaire to succeed um, but what's your philosophy when it comes to filling our city concessions and just share about the success that you've had working with vendors yes. I know you mentioned event management before yes when it comes to concessions so the good news is I've done this before the bad news is I've done it more in an event driven mm -hmm. so the the thing that my learning curve is to really find great partnerships that will go the distance because it doesn't we want to because there's investments right, right for for the concessionaires there's a vetting process right. you're really saying oh gosh i hope like a great example would be l l that's at the alawai they are phenomenal mm -hmm. and what a legacy they have proven track record of what they can and cannot do mm -hmm. so it's a balance you know and it is a partnership because they're going to they're putting their livelihood on the line and believing in us as well so you know i i'm excited to find really good people and we already have a lot of great concessionaires in place dita i i can't get off of you know your energy is really infectious it's it's throughout you know i ask you something about concessions or or golf courses and it's the exact same energy as when you talk about you know putting on big events and concerts and, and monster truck shows so my question personally i guess is where does that come from is there a role model you have, someone whose leadership styles you pull from, just where does that come from? I think my energy just comes from necessity. <laughs> <laughs> because if you tell people you're going to put on a monster truck event at the stadium and they've never seen anything like that, you better figure out a way to do it. I feel, I feel confident in my resources. I have spent 30 years in Hawaii. I feel like there's not anybody I can't really call. I have a great list to, to call upon so that if we need help, I know who to call. So I do feel confident about that. But 
Somebody's got to be enthusiastic and, and that's going to be me and that's for sure. And I already have a leadership team that feels the same way. You mentioned the customer experience and I know that that's one of your priorities. Why is that so? So the one thing that I did when I thought I might be considered for this position, I decided to secret shop. And I decided to be a regular person. I went to Joe Coy and, and was in the long lines, whether it was to just park. I went to Bonnie Raitt at the concert hall. I went to the Shell with the symphony. I wanted to see what were the great things we were doing, but I also wanted to see how it felt to go through the process. I learned a lot. I'm so thrilled I did that because I have sat in their seat too. I think there's some things we could do better to welcome and best practices, but there's already a lot of great things that are already in place. So customer service means taking pictures and creating memories. And I'm going to remember when I was in seventh grade and I went to the zoo with my mom and dad. I want to create opportunities for us to enrich families in our community here in Hawaii. That's exciting to hear because I'm sure people that listen to the podcast, you're right. They're more like the person that's going, the everyday person that's going to these events instead of someone, you know, who works at, at, at the Blaisdell. Yes. So what kind of things can they expect in terms of, you know, maybe from step one, from getting there to parking? To, yes. Yeah. So I spent time with parking. I've spent time with ticketing. I told both of those entities, in, in a lot of ways, they're the first responder. You're excited. You bought your concert ticket. You go down to ticketing. You're going to buy it. Though that ticketing team at the Blaisdell are some of the greatest, nicest people I've ever met. Mm -hmm. They're excited and I encourage them to be continue to be so because they're going to go, I got my ticket. They were so nice to me. They were excited for me. And I get in my car and I can't wait to tell my friends and family I'm going to blah, blah, blah event. So they're important. Same thing with... Um, with parking. We met extensively with them the other night. They've got some modernization ideas. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to reveal too much, but things that's going to make it easier and faster and quicker, but not you lose that high touch of the Aloha spirit. Mm -hmm. So as you come in, you're like, thanks for coming to the concert. So those are just a little bit of things that I think people are going to get excited about just feeling welcomed. And then you get in, and maybe you get a glass of wine or you get something to eat. Um, what was that process like for you? So I, it's, it's not always easy. I mean, the good news is the concert sold out. The bad news is the concert sold out right, because right. you, you are going to experience line and wait. So we had some creative ideas on social media, how to maybe do some fun things while people are in line and, and then we share their experiences and all of that. So I definitely have my work cut out for me in that area, but I already have some super good ideas to bring to our teams, the leadership team on how to really make that a great experience as well. And then you get to the show. Think about the lineups that we have, right? Um, is there anything that you want to see done differently in terms of the groups that we're getting in or the, you know, just, just the way that we, we get those contracts with the promoters. Well, one of the things I want to step back just a small bit is that really we have a promoters packet we're excited about to unravel. And it might include things about best practices, how to, you know, what to expect when you do a concert at the Blaisdell versus the shell. What does the traffic look like? Hmm. We're also looking at spending some of our advertising dollars in social media. So if you're in line to go to the Bla I mean to the Waikiki Shell, which mm -hmm. we all know that's always going to be a thing. 
Can we send traffic alerts? Can we send traffic times, wait times? Make sure that you don't bring in your umbrella and seats that aren't the right size so you have a smoother experience. And we're also going to share that information with promoters so they can also join forces with us to do it beforehand so that experience is already taken some of the challenges off the table. You mentioned your time um, at Salem. How many people worked under you? What was your staff like there versus what it is here? Well, <laughs> that I just told my former boss last week that story. So I went from 64 people in the beginning now to 300 people. That's why I wear my name tag so people actually know what my name is. <laughs> They're like, who's that lady walking around? But, you know, it's a challenge. I'm a people person. I believe in building leadership teams. That starts from the top to the bottom. And I've already met with our building team. I said the ticketing team, the parking team. I've met with, I'm going to each golf course. I really want to be a shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder leader and try to get to know as many people as possible and do the best that I can for them because I'll be representing them in front of a lot of people. So I want to understand their challenges. And I know that you kind of are just getting your, your feet on the ground here. Um, what's what's the toughest thing that you've experienced lately, um, and, and how did you how did you overcome that? So I think that that's such a great question. I think the toughest thing is understanding the budget process. I come from a projection based, but one year. We're mm -hmm. we're projecting six, you know, up to six years. We're already talking about. 24 for sure and 25 right. and that goes the same for the bookings and things so i just think you know it's just my basic skill sets that i already have honed but in a grander scale so that is pretty um that that's an eye opener so i look forward to i have a great team that's walking side by side with me and they're they're encouraging me at every turn so i think budgets and the enormity and the longevity is is the surprise for me so far because you have been here at the Blaisdell as a performer, um, I know that you've worked with Mary Lewis before. Someone who, oh my goodness, if you think about everything she's done for these spaces, and then during the pandemic, when the Blaisdell was stood up as a vaccination center, as a, as a testing site, um, but she told us on her earlier podcast this year that she is going to be retiring. Yes. What does someone like Mary Lewis mean to this department? So it means everything. And I'm so excited to honor her in some way. We're going to do, you know, some special things. I don't want to reveal some of the secrets <laughs> that we have planned for her going away party. But she's an example of somebody who just comes in and and does her job even bigger than better than you could ever experience. And she's, I've heard her on the phone with the promoters and just the way she leads them down the path. And, you know, she's inclusive. She knows how to gather people. She knows her business inside and out. I begged her to stay and she doesn't <laughs> listen to me. But I, I, my dream would be to work with her. And even I'm only going to get it for a month or so, I just feel so blessed to sit under her even for a month to learn like I want to be a sponge and she's just the team loves her she is beloved by the staff you know it takes a lot to be able to juggle all those things for so many years and be as successful as she has been. Dita I asked you about something that has been difficult but uh, you know flip side has there been anything that surprised you something that was really awesome that, that you didn't know about this department or maybe about the team or, or how the city works? So I just, just the caliber of 
from the top bottom and their enthusiasm, their yes people. We have timelines, but there's it's not ever no's. And I was pleasantly surprised because I'm now understanding the process. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm so thrilled to work with the people that are surrounding me. I feel so lucky and blessed. They all have many, many years under their belt. And I just feel so confident that we're going to do so great as a team. As a director, um, you get this office that we're sitting in, you get to choose your own art, but is there anything that you brought with you um, from your your previous career that, that that's gonna be up in this office that needs to stay here? I want, I want people to come in here and feel like it's an entertainment-based you know, office, because okay. that's what we do, right? Like okay. you can call anything, even golf is entertainment, right? So I want people to come in, I've brought my Cherish Melvin lead um, autographed album that's framed. I have, I'm going to put up all my albums that I've recorded. I have memorabilia from these venues that I have a Leanne Rhymes poster with my name on it and the Judds. I have pictures with Garth and I have um, Tom Moffat because Tom actually worked. I always teased him. He worked for me, which we know is not true. <laughs> but he was the Saturday guy on my oldie station on 107.9. I have pictures with him. Mm-hmm. And I want when people come in here to feel like these are the hallowed halls of success and excitement. And I can't wait to see what's up next. So I'm going to leave some space for the new wins as well. Yeah, Dita, I, you know, I need to thank you. People don't know, but I've actually worked with you before as well. Yes. Um, when I was at KITV, you were gracious enough to host us for all of your rodeos. What do you think you want people to know about you? You know, when you leave this office, like your, the legacy that you leave, just people when they think Dita Hollyfield, oh yeah, that was a lady that. I want them to think I'm fearless. I've always taken the events and projects that A, nobody wanted or nobody believed in, So I'm a very fearless leader. If I could leave that legacy, no matter what my wins or my challenges or my losses, and there'll be losses too, Mm -hmm. I want people to think she's fearless. I can't believe she tried dot, dot, dot. And, and I, you know, kudos to you too. I, I thanked you for the years at the rodeo. You would come down and broadcast live and fun and exciting. And you're a yes person like me. And it's an honor to know that you're, we're going to be working together as well. Well, Dita, is there anything we missed that you want folks to know about? I don't think so. I feel excited. Thank you for the honor today to share my story, but more importantly, to share the vision and the excitement that we're all feeling here in the city for our next season. Well, thank you for your time. And thank you for listening. Next week, we'll be back with Mayor Rick Blangiardi right here on the One O'ahu podcast. Until then, aloha. Aloha.